Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome back. So glad to be here with you today. And I'm sitting in my room in Italy, looking out at the pine trees, out over the balcony railing. It's just glorious. In some ways, it's very surreal to move through these days and feel the cushioning layers of the past, as well as the enticing breeze of the future. The past says, lay back, relax. Nothing ever really changes. You don't have to go anywhere. Take a nap. And then the small bird song of the future chirps in out of the blue. Hey, where do you want to go next? Where will your next inspiration come from? Get up, move, have an adventure. My bones are the instrument of the past. They ache from walking up and down the mountain to go swimming. They urge me to sit and observe and be content to ease into the background of this family history. But my mind is quicksilver, swallow's flight, cicada song. It swoops in and rouses me and drowns out the quiet. It offers ideas in ever-cascading flow. Yesterday, I spent a good deal of time looking into getting Italian citizenship and clicking through houses for sale in Greece. Those dreams somehow seem more attainable from this vantage point. I have a postcard photograph of a small house in Greece, just the wall with the front door and a bit of the garden. The door and the window are painted this beautiful deep sea green, and there are a bunch of pots with red geraniums scattered around the front yard. A small arbor with a grapevine juts out from the side, offering the promise of leisurely outdoor meals, and a cat naps on the deep windowsill. It looks like just the sort of cozy nook where a person could spend their final chapters in quiet, blissful domesticity. That house has probably stood for a hundred years without much maintenance and surely could continue for 10 or 20 more in the same manner. Is that the frame for my closing years? I don't know. I just know that I have to make an informed and active choice before my bones decide for me. Perhaps I'm lured off into future reveries because this next chapter that I want to tell of the past is so difficult to tell. Much of it can only be told by me because the other person who shared this turmoil is now gone. There's so much guilt still associated with those days and those decisions, and yet the story is not complete without this piece. My kids will certainly remember things differently, but their memories will come through the lens of childhood. And that's a particularly myopic view, but one that they are certainly entitled to. Somewhere in the mix lies the truth. So in the winter of 1997, 
Dave and I made a huge decision that would change the course of all of our lives. After he had expressed his fervent wish to live closer to his parents and added that our life in New York had never felt like home, there seemed to be no way forward except to explore that option. To this day, I am completely bewildered as to how I agreed to that idea. The house on Closter Road represented everything that I had ever wanted. I had started a beautiful vegetable garden that would feed us through the summers. Dave had even canned many jars of pickles from an abundant cucumber crop using his mom's recipe. We had lined our pantry shelves with those. I had planted a white climbing hydrangea, which, I had been told, was so slow to grow that it would not cover the arbor I had chosen as its support for maybe 15 or 20 years. That was perfect, as far as I was concerned, because it would be an optimal shape when Savannah walked under it to arrive at her backyard wedding reception one day in the future. I had envisioned us growing old there with various dogs and cats and garden projects, until our grandchildren came along to keep us occupied and youthful. Now all of those projected pictures had to be reimagined, and somehow I took up that challenge with an uncompromising ferocity. By God, I was going to make Dave happy, whatever the cost. I do not recall how we broke the news of moving to the kids. I cannot remember that conversation at all. I do remember the tidal wave of shock that came from all of our friends, though. They, too, had imagined us all being a community until the end of time. And why not? We had everything we could want in that community. Milbury especially tried to talk us out of moving in multiple ways, all to no avail. In retrospect, we absolutely should have done as she advised and rented out our wonderful Palisades home in order to rent another home in Charlotte. Test it out, she said. Don't make such a drastic break. But Dave insisted, and I echoed him, that we couldn't make it work financially without selling the house. The timing for all of this was dictated, of course, by the academic calendar. We didn't want to pull the kids out of school in the middle of a school year, so we were scheduling the move for late summer after our customary vacations to Block Island and Italy. So many pieces of the puzzle needed to be figured out, New jobs, new house, new schools. Those were the kinds of checklist items that kept me moving forward. I'm a whirlwind of accomplishment with a checklist in hand. Check, check, check. At the very, very bottom of the list, where I would never notice it until it was too late, was some vague entry about, What do you want, Diana? Did I want to pack up and leave? Absolutely not. Did I want to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, of all places? Probably one of the last places on a very long list. Would this all have been different if we had been moving to, say, Italy at that point? Who knows? In fact, and I had actually forgotten this, Dave and I had fantasized about doing just that at one point. Before the Artists' Foundation was formed, we also had looked at those houses in Italy, the guest house in particular, which was small and manageable, and thought that it was such a waste that it was empty and unused most of the year since the family only visited in July. We made an inquiry about living there, and my Uncle Jim, somehow the de facto mafia boss of the whole operation, shut us down because he said that since the houses were technically owned by three siblings, 
my mom being only one of those, we could only claim to use it for one-third of the year, the implication being that the other two would never allow such a thing. Why? Just to protect their rights while the house sat empty anyway? It was an infuriating answer, but it's moot anyway, so moving on. I was numb inside while this big change unfolded in my life. I seemed to have no power to stop it, so I let the tide carry me along. At Easter in 1998, we all went down to Charlotte to visit, but also to make some very big decisions. There was a new housing development being built not too far from Dave's parents' home. We went to visit the model, and Dave was very excited by the large spaces and the luxurious fittings. It had a two-story foyer, a ground-floor master bedroom suite with a marble bathroom, a large gas fireplace, and an open-plan kitchen, dining room, living room area. We signed on the dotted line and started making choices about finishings and colors as ours was not even started yet. The plot of land where it would be constructed was on a cul-de-sac with a buffer of land at the back that shielded it from the busy highway and mall that lay along that back border. We couldn't see it, and we were assured that the buffer was not buildable, and so it would remain as it was to protect our privacy. The land had been cleared of trees for building purposes, but we were told that new trees would be planted once construction was completed. In short, everything would be brand new down to the last blade of grass. This was the complete antithesis of Bird Haven, our Palisades home. Not an ounce of the past to interfere with the new future we were building from scratch. And I'll tell you about how that went next time. Thank you for being here. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.